Welcome back to One Winning Pod. We're trying something new this week using a new piece of software and uh, like a soundboard. And the intro is actually happening as I say these words. Very odd. Very strange. Welcome back. We got a 28-3 victory in Brownstown. The dog pound to talk about. Where uh, the Ravens, we had a whole lot of dogs on the field. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, man, can't wait to talk about this game. Definitely a get right game after that. Uh, very disappointing, rainy game in Baltimore. Yeah, this was a great win. Um, it's it's funny. In some ways, I feel like the results that we got over these past two weeks are kind of in reverse of what we were expecting going in. I feel like the victory that we had against the Browns is basically we were expecting against the Colts, right? We are expecting that offense to not be able to do anything against our defense, and it ended up being the opposite, right? <laughs> very sloppy game with the Colts, and we were expecting this game to be really close. You know, we were talking about it in the preview episode. I can't remember if any of us had the Ravens scoring uh, more than 20 points in, in our score predictions, but um, yeah, I mean, of course, when we did our predictions, we didn't know that Watson wasn't going to be playing. That was breaking information just a couple hours before kickoff, but still, I think Obviously, that made the job for the defense a lot easier, but I think you got to give a lot of credit to this offense for going in and taking on a very confident defense in their uh, in their stadium who was pumped for this game and putting up four touchdowns. A wonderful, excellent bounce-back performance from an offense that uh, really had a lot of fans frustrated against the Colts. So that was excellent to see them bounce back from that on the road against a divisional foe, no less. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a game where you know, I think the the offense kind of put up their full potential. I mean, the Browns defense, I think, did a great job, especially in the first half, first quarter in particular, of, I mean, really limiting uh, Lamar's ability to make plays, uh, particularly in the passing game. I feel like it was the run game that kind of, uh, you know, drove a lot of the offense early. Um, it wasn't until that, you know, really uh, they kept the Browns defense on the field for so long that, you know, guys were just having trouble kind of catching their breath and, you know, it wore down as the game went on. Um, you know, especially I felt like, you know, when Miles Garrett, uh, you know, had whatever his tweak was in the second half, like, you know, at that point we're like, okay, all right, now like, you know, things are okay. But even while he's on the field, I mean, you know, like, I mean, he was, he was having his way with McCarry. McCarry was having a, some trouble. And I mean, rightfully so, like a lot of people have trouble with, you know, Miles Garrett, but yeah, it was well fought. Um, you know, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think not what we expected, but proud of the guys for coming out with a win, especially in away game too. I mean, just to have, you know, two divisional away wins already in the first four games, another one coming up next week. Like if the Ravens can go three and zero in that stretch, I mean, that's incredible. Great start. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about it. It's like we sacrificed the Colts game to get this dub. Kind of like what you're saying, like in reverse, I, I'm much happier with this scenario if I knew I had to lose a game we had to go three and one this is the best outcome for the Ravens and being able to have the confidence that uh you know we can go on the road and beat these teams that's really I mean that's huge uh it's so important to be able to play just as well on the road I think as at home uh and and in a way maybe the Ravens are even better on uh on the road I think they like being the spoiler I think they like you know that adversity in a way and uh yeah, it was a it was a great game, and I think if we start off, we should almost talk about the defense first because we know they stirred the pot. Roquan apparently, you know, put some bulletin board material when he said, you know, 
they're trying to go there and and beat them in front of their family and uh it became this huge controversy i didn't even see it coming you know it just i mean that's just how roquan talks you know he's just <laughs> the way he plays but uh they delivered man even again even though it was a rookie quarterback you know a little asterisk or whatever next to it uh not only not only did they make him look like a rookie but like they were hunting no matter what there was uh you know the linemen were any different right <laughs> but we were getting after the quarterback and making life difficult the corners were all over people so I definitely think uh, the Ravens' defense held up their end of the bargain. Yeah, there just seems to be a thing with, with the Browns this year and and blowing comments out of proportions. What was it in week one? I think Jamar Chase called them the elves or whatever. He said, like, nah, they're the elves yeah. to me. Or, and the Browns, like, blew <laughs> that up into a huge thing. Who knows what, why that was a thing? I mean, you know, whatever. That's that's their mascot. That's a thing on the middle of the field. Own it. Like, what the hell? But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, this defense... Look, I think they would have done the same thing if Watson was in there. It's real a shame that, that Watson wasn't able to play because I think this defense was ready for him, ready for what the Browns are going to do. And you know, it would have been great to have been able to have that performance against their starting quarterback, you know, a, a guy who um, jury's still out if he's, you know, how good he is, but he was starting to come into form. It would have been really nice to have been able to put some damage in that and, you know, kind of get them back off the track there. But you know, it is what it is, and all you can do is play against the guys who are in front of you, and so I think the defense understood the assignment. Here's a guy, mid-round pick, who wasn't expected to be starting at this point in his NFL career. He likely wasn't going to be ready. He showed he wasn't ready. Um, Browns, interestingly, I think had a pretty aggressive game plan. He was throwing a lot of deep balls in that game. Uh, they did not um, put the training wheels on him, and the defense was ready, and we got a lot of picks, a lot of sacks. It was... Uh, a really inspired performance by the defense. A lot of great highlights in that game uh, and some career first interceptions too, for some guys, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to later as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it took, uh, you know, 50 mile minutes and 40 some <laughs> seconds, but you know, one of the guys that got those picks, uh, your bold prediction, Kyle Hamilton. Um, that was a nice pick in the end zone to kind of seal the game. The haze in the barn, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I think there was a lot of good performances, like all up and down the defense too, man. I mean, you just, Defensive line, I think, just getting after. Um, they ended up getting two sacks. I think Broderick and uh, Medebike ended up getting sacks. Um, they were disruptive. And obviously, I think the best thing for them, too, is just kind of uh, taking up blockers to let the linebackers behind them just roam free. Um, Roquan, like you said, Alec, just incredible game. Um, you know, Patrick Queen, again, as well, I think had three tackles for loss and another sack as well. So he's you know playing incredible right now. And uh, even on the back end, man, I thought this was a great game. I mean, again, Marlowe didn't play this game. Um, we'll have to see about this week as far as coming back with the Steelers. It's still up in the air at this point. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Brandon Stevens got involved. Um, you know, Darby and, and Rock, you know, they got involved. Uh, Gina Stone and Kyle with, the, with their interceptions. Um, you know, Arthur Millette, um as well, I thought, you know, he was a guy I kind of want to talk about individually. But this is really the first significant game action we've kind of seen from him uh since he's been a raven and i i thought he played incredible i mean he was this really solid tackler um you know i think there were a couple of plays he really was able to wrap up pretty well and limit um you know the receivers from going anywhere else he had the tip uh the tip ball that ended up uh, going into brandon stevens hands and uh yeah i mean just looked looked pretty great i mean i've like looked out and i'm like wow like this is our slot corner like no wonder why, like, you know, we signed this guy, like, I mean, he looked pretty incredible. So, um, 
all up and down. Like just, I think guys were, were, were doing what they had to do and they were playing at a high level. So it's, it's great to see. It was just a couple of days ago, maybe last week, I think I tweeted at, um, Zarebek being like, what's going on with Millet? Like he's practicing, right? Like I was surprised that he wasn't a part of the team and active and all that good stuff. Um, and then because of the injury to Worley, they cycled Hamilton back to safety and they had to bring in a new slot corner. So then we got to see 44 snaps of, of Millet. And like you said, I think he made a really good first impression. Obviously he played a little bit last week. Um, but that was, that was brief when Geno Stone went down for like two snaps. Uh, he, he came out there, I think, for like three snaps. But this game, you know, he had the deflection that went into the hands of Stevens for the his first pick and the first pick of the game. And I just thought he played really well. I, I was really quite pleased with the outcome of Millette, uh, a guy that, you know, was a veteran. And I was excited to see that we picked up. But then the fan base was like, oh, he's been hurt. We haven't heard anything from him. He's trash. He's garbage. <laughs> you know, like uh, slot corner has not been uh, resolved. And then they kept him on the roster and there was some surprise there. And now it's all starting to kind of make sense, right? Like it looks like he can be a real contributor. And I have to say between him, Darby and rock, I, I think they've all exceed expectations almost, maybe not so much for rock, but almost like I think in the opportunities he has had, they've been good. And this cornerback room, that was a huge question mark with, Stevens leading the way uh, with Humphrey down has actually been really solid. And I'm excited to watch more of Stevens. I think he's really developed in year three and this guy's playing super well. I'm, I'm super excited and stoked. Definitely. All these guys, these vets they brought in, um, they're playing fast. They're playing hard. Uh, even Brandon Stevens, who's obviously not new to the team this year. He's been playing with a lot of aggression this year. These guys are just going and they're, they're going after receivers. They're going for pass breakups um, look, I know after week one, we said, all right, well, they're playing the Texans and, you know, they look really good, but you know, Texans rookie quarterback, you know, that team's not expected to be good. We're looking back. It's only three weeks later, but that already looks like that performance looks way better of seeing what the Texans have done since then. I mean, I don't even, I don't even care that that was their first game. It literally game two, they're out there putting po- points up against the Colts and what we saw them do against Jacksonville and against Pittsburgh the past two weeks. Like this group has not had a soft schedule that they've gone against as far as, as you know, receiving cores and, uh, and quarterbacks they're going against and they've done really well. Like you said, now, now short, you know, we're talking about this, this group going up, like say in the the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, those type of offenses, you know, we'll see, but also, you know, there's a lot of secondaries that will struggle in that situation. And that's when you need uh, the offense to step up and go point for point generally in that case. And who says they can't do it? Like you said, they have exceeded expectations. They're playing hungry. They're playing confident. Look, I, they, they've proved us wrong so far, and I see no reason why they haven't earned the right to, to have our trust as a fan base. This has been better than expected, and they're keeping the ship right, waiting for, for Marlon to come back. And when Marlon does come back, that's going to take some pressure off those guys. And I think we're going to see this unit get even better. It's really going to be, look, there's a, there's a lot of optimism here, I think, which like you're saying is incredible to be saying when we're going into the season and looking at this group as potentially a, an Achilles heel on this defense. Yeah. I'm definitely interested now just kind of knowing the corners that we have, um, you know, obviously it's just one game and yeah, it's against a backup quarterback, but when Marlon does come back, I'm, I'm kind of curious at this point, where the Ravens might put him. Um, 
I, I feel like, you know, there was some talk about, you know, maybe have him in slot corner, kind of, you know, keep, you know, Darby and, and Stevens more on the outside. Because, I mean, obviously, I think that they perform there a little bit better. Um, but, you know, I, I guess I could also see a world where maybe Marlon, you know, like, I guess basically could line up wherever. Uh, just kind of like keep him to, you know, match up against, you know, whoever is their best receiver or, you know, wherever is like the best matchup. And it could be inside, it could be outside, it could be wherever. And then basically once he's locked in, you kind of build, you know, whoever you need around him. Um, Alec, I don't know if you had any thoughts on, on that when he gets back. I've been thinking about it a lot. I have no idea. <laughs> I, 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 I'm right there with you, though. I think it's a great question that you imagine they put a play on the outside. But if you're trying to get the best players in the field, maybe you do play him on the inside. And then you have at that point, though, then you evict Hamilton from that spot. I mean, not that like you can't swap your, your DBs, but uh, I don't know. It's just, it is a really interesting question that I don't know the answer to. I I don't think, yeah. I mean, maybe they move Stevens to the slot, but I don't think they would. Um, that's not my, my first choice. So I'm, I'm, I'm super curious myself. I think it's a great question. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll find out as early as this week against the Steelers. It sounds like there's a chance that he'll play, but, uh, We'll see. I don't know. Otherwise, it's just I'm more IG lives. <laughs> That's the only thing. The only thing for certain. IG lives. Oh man, what a character! Marlon might be a, a top ten all time character in in a Baltimore sports, which is crazy if you think about all the characters we've had <laughs> through the years. Uh, you know, obviously Tony Saragusa, Kadri Ishmael, um, even you know the, going to Orioles. Um, I, I don't know if anyone watched the uh, the um, memorial they had today at, at uh, Camden Yards for. Um, for passing Brooks Robinson, but uh, when when Boog Powell got up there, he had, he had a couple jokes. If you go back and and listen to that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I have actually not been thinking about the answer to this question too hard, simply because unfortunately the way this year has gone, it's hard to say because it's just like well, when Marlon comes back, who's going to be here? We have injuries every week, so <laughs> it's right. like you know, I I think unfortunately that's the number one thing you got to look at first, and it's just be like, well, well, who else is out there, and how does Marlon can Marlon best help the jobs of everyone there? Um, you know, but. Look, I, like you're saying, hopefully he's back here against Pittsburgh. That'll be a great game for him to get back at uh, divisional on the road with historically our arch rival. I don't know if they're our arch rival currently. Um, I think that position is was Cincinnati's, but for this year, there might be an opening. So, yeah, I mean, what we do know for a fact is that the best version of this defense has Marlon Humphrey out there. Um, he had an incredible season last year, bouncing back from uh, a little bit of a struggling 2021, obviously with the injuries that were there, he, he had to do more than really we, we, you know, we wanted him to do, had to play out of position a bit. So yeah, I mean, when he's back, it's, it's going to be good. Hopefully if he's ready to go. So, well, let's talk about another position group that's been having a lot of turnover lately, and that's the outside linebackers. Uh, luckily, so far, Roquan and PQ have been played, I think, every every single snap, almost, actually. They took them out in this game. <laughs> Too much domination. But, uh, you know, base, effectively every snap, every meaningful snap. And we saw Kyle Van Noy for the first time. He got signed since the last time we recorded. And the guy uh, in the notes, Daug, you know, <laughs> able to come in there, play, uh, you know, I think 30% of the snaps, 
after being around for only a couple of days. Pretty impressive. Um, Harbaugh mentioned his presser on Monday that you know he's impressed with the coaching staff's ability to kind of bring these players up to speed so quickly, and it's a testament to them and the scheme. And uh, of course, you know Clowney had a huge game, uh, <laughs> which again in the IG live. They made fun of him almost clowny, which we were messaging in the chat. Like, man, this guy is so close to making so many plays. <laughs> but hey, they're still plays. They really are. They still disrupt the play. It makes them have to go off schedule. And I, I also was really impressed with Tavius Robinson. The guy's been out. He had the number one amount of snaps for an outside linebacker. So this group looking totally different with Owe and Ojabo both banged up. And, and heard today that Ojabo might be a season ender, which is really unfortunate. You know, yet again, the Ravens on the fly are remaking this group. Uh, second year in a row yeah yeah lots of yeah lots to unpack there i mean the first thing i was just going to go kind of go back to is man like like you said like Kwani is playing incredible almost <laughs> it's just yeah man it's just like he's so disruptive i feel like he's just like so powerful and good with his hands but like just goes high sometimes you know if he just if you know if he's able to go lower on some of those you know sacks or tackles i mean he would be incredibly disruptive <laughs> But, uh, but I mean, you're right. Like some of those plays, I think still ended up a positive play for the Raven. Well, you know, a negative play for the offense, positive play for the Ravens. But, um, you know, in other cases, you know, that's the, the time the quarterback needs to be able to make those plays. So, you know, eventually, you know, getting further down the year, you know, you want to see him make more of those plays, but it's definitely off to a good start, especially, yeah, like you said, just considering the position group right now, pretty weak, um, definitely needs some help. I'm definitely curious though for for Tavius Robinson, just kind of like seeing his growth from like a body type. I mean, he's, I mean, he's a big dude. I mean, I think you know he really just needs more technique. I, I feel like um, you know his run setting. I think I feel like it's gotten better. Um, maybe this week, still obviously you know not where it needs to be. He's still learning, but I, that's okay. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing for him that I really love to see is just, I mean, he's pretty relentless. Um, even if he's not the first person to be able to get a tackle, I mean, he's going to go up there and he's going to wrap up and he's going to try to get the guy down. I feel like there was a player too that I noticed that from him and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'd like to see that rookie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll have to see, I'm OA, you know, um, his, his health is going to be big, um, especially just from like the pass rush perspective of Jabo. We'll still see. Um, yeah, man, I feel like. I hate to say it, man, but like we'll have to see with his career. He's still got, obviously, he's still got two years left on his contract. Um, but being a second round pick, losing his first year, almost all of his first year, and if he's out again this year, like I don't really want to say comparisons here, but just like ugh, from like a pick perspective, like man, yeah, incredibly uh, terrible luck for Ojabo. Um, you know, just it, it's just been a shame to see some of these young players that the Ravens have drafted in the past couple of seasons struggle so much with, with injuries going forward. But I mean, prayers up to Ajabo. Hopefully, you know, he'll be able to uh, find some way to get his career on track. Um, coming back from this injury, it's, it's going to be tough, but you know, we're going to see what he's made of. Right. And unfortunately some of it will be luck. Some of it's going to be out of his control, but hopefully what he can control, you know, he can, he can just channel that to be able to, to make the most out of his NFL career. So uh, definitely, you know, hoping for the best for Ojabo, but yeah, I'm glad we brought up Tavius Robinson because I will say I, I haven't gotten a chance in my rewatch yet to watch him as much as I wanted to, but I will say watching the game, he looks like a very different player uh, from what, what he did in the preseason. He looks a lot more confident out there. I think he's 
simplifying things for himself there. He's around the ball a lot more. Um, not a guy out there who, who you're looking at and you're saying like, oh, he's, he's about to dominate, but he's looking very solid, looking like a guy who we can plug in and, and we can depend on, you know, to do his job. And like you guys are saying, he's got a high motor. It, eventually, I think as he gets more comfortable, we might see him make some splash plays if he can really channel that energy into a finer technique as he gets um, more conditioned, you know, to the NFL game. I'm excited about what the growth that we're seeing from this guy. I don't know what his ceiling is, but you love to see that much improvement uh, just this this short into an NFL career, especially from a guy whose draft prow was that you know he was raw and that's what he looked like in the preseason. We're seeing improvement already, and it's unfortunate that his number has to be called at this point. I mean, we're talking in the preseason. Uh, this guy might get completely redshirted his rookie year, and look, you know, he's playing significant snaps already in week four. So. Um, Good production here from Tavius Robinson. Hopefully it keeps up because we saw some good things on Sunday. Tavius could very well be another uh, Stevens. And mm. he's kind of on a better trajectory already. But the guy, you know, similar story almost where he was playing not that position for a while, not playing football, has a crazy rask or toolie, you know, just toolsy. And um, as they start to put things together, they become more and more of a player. And like you said, we didn't expect to see nearly as much of him at this point, but here we are, and he's getting you know trial by fire, uh, which I think actually also happened to Stevens. Right. <laughs> so, because <Yeah. laughs> of course it's the Ravens the last like four years, everyone's been hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm excited. I I the job of thing though is, is killer, um, and I don't even know what to say at this point. I just I hope I hope that uh, similar to. Williams, he's able to make a decision that is good for his health. I mean, I don't know if it's good for his health, but you know, maybe he's able to play in some capacity. There's some sort of other other path. It sounds like basically whenever these guys get surgery, that's when they're done. So, but if they try to heal naturally, like maybe they can play sooner. I don't know, which is kind of counterintuitive. Sometimes surgery is the faster route, but anyways, I guess we'll see. Um, I I also just kind of enamored with the defensive line play. Um, Something I wanted to you know keep an eye on this game because I felt as though you know it was the edge setting last game too, but also just I felt like we weren't getting the push we needed to stop these run plays um, ahead of time. I know that it really was just a couple explosive runs, but it just seemed like we were getting to the second level a little too often. And I think that the defensive line looked a little bit better this game, but not even that much better. I did think it kind of came down to the second level a decent amount in the run defense, and um, just kind of want to see that shirt up. But again. Their offensive line is really good. It's one of the best units. So maybe it's not the worst uh, performance in the world. Yeah, and even uh, Jerome Ford. I mean, obviously, you know, he's a he's a young guy, um, and I don't think anybody in Cleveland expected him to you know get significant snaps over Chubb um, after his injury, but or you know, before his injury rather. But I mean, he's a really explosive back. So I mean, I think just even from this year, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of him. Um, not just like as Ravens fans, but just like NFL fans. Like I, I feel like he's got a, a lot of tools, I think, to be a really good running back. So, yeah, um, you know, you'd want to see a little bit more of that. But, I mean, that is a big portion of their offense is really leaning on that run game. Um, you know, even when Watson's playing well, um, I think they, they, they rely on that a lot, just kind of as a core piece of their offense. Well, and I mean, unfortunately, with you know, when you're looking at at Nick Chubb and his career, you, I think Ford's getting a, a real look to be the next um, main running back in that offense. Um, you know, fifth round pick versus I think Chubb was a second, but I mean, still 
completely up in the air. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Chubb. Hopefully for him, he's able to come back. But yeah, I think the Browns are seriously looking at who might be their next running back and, and Ford's going to get an audition. So like you're saying, we might be seeing him in many matchups to come. And uh, this was a, a excellent one for the defense. We won round one, um, really bottled him up. There were a couple big runs he had, but I think, you know, all of them were, were called back on penalty, holding on their end. That <laughs> was yeah, well, it was at the very beginning of the game, too. I think the first play the Browns did, um, Ford had a big run and was called back. So, yeah, I mean, the the run defense was great today, uh, and it wasn't just the defensive line. They did great, but, I mean, what a game. What a game for the duo of, of Roquan and Queen today. Um, I think they really shined in, in the pass defense, really, too. I mean, run defense was great as well, but... Uh, pass rush queen had an excellent blitz uh, to sack dtr and whenever the the browns tried to, to pass down the middle of the field either queen or roquan was around the ball i mean uh, roquan had a couple pass deflections almost had a pick early on in the game uh this guy roquan smith man man it's incredible that we were able to trade for him i mean is it really i mean i guess it's the bears who knows what the bears are doing <laughs> but still the fact that we were able to pull it off and no one else did that that they were man this guy has come in and he he's just set the tones ever since he's been here i really feel like this defense has more uh, a swagger that i don't want to say they didn't have a swagger before he came here but the defense did kind of feel like it was searching a little bit for an identity um never since smith's here i think he's really been helping queen i i think that is rubbing up on the younger players too i it's just been a a whole culture shift with this defense and part of it's the the switch to McDonald's defense, but I think you got to look at Roquan as well as someone who's been able to set this tone and this culture for this defense. And it's aggressive. It's fast. Uh, look, through four games this season, I know that the game against Indianapolis was a bit of a a, a bit of a, a mess up, but I mean, defense still played well enough to win in that game too. For, through the first four games, this defense uh, they're playing really, really well. Yeah, I feel like everybody in Baltimore is calling that the uh, the the Ray Lewis effect. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's 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 weird how it works, man. I feel like for the last couple of years, we I mean, we talked a little bit about just like how you know the Ravens are kind of just getting inside inside linebacker play out of you know whoever uh, you know a cave out of box of scraps kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were kind of like, well, you know, we can't put draft capital in there, and then we drafted Queen. They're like, ah, yeah, we told you, you know, everybody's kind of saying that, but it, it it's just weird. I feel like it's weird how it works. You're just like, we made the Roquan trade and people, there were still skeptics of like, why are you doing that? You can't pay Roquan. He's going to cost too much money. And even like, even now having done that, I mean, there's just, there, there's something about it. It's just like getting a player like that, who not only is so good at what he does, but for some reason, and it may not even be entirely attributable to him, but for some reason, Every, it seems like everyone around him is also playing better. I mean, just between him and Queen, it's like now you have a position group that has been a weakness over the past four or five years. And it's just so good now. You're just like not even questioning like, you know, oh, you know, I'd love to trade a you know linebacker for, you know, another corner or a defensive lineman or something. You don't even question. They're just playing so well right now. <laughs> and it's just, it, 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 I think it's cool. I mean, it's a little admirable, I think, just for the Ravens organization. I mean, for the past you know, a couple years, I think they've always, you know, uh, zigged when the NFL is zagging, right? 
Um, you know, everybody wants to go toward, you know, having the pass game and all these receivers and the Ravens are like, nah, we're going to build a historic run game. <laughs> and they're doing the same thing with inside linebackers now. And, you know, early returns are really, really good. So here's the thing. I think, Chris, you, you nailed it right there at the end. I think what the Ravens have done the last couple of years, not just are they zigging when everyone else is zagging, they're making everyone have to game plan differently. Most teams will play cover too, but most teams don't have two linebackers like this that actually like make it really hard to, uh, you know, try to dink and dunk. I mean, Roquan had almost three picks. I don't even care if it's a rookie guy. He was just on fire. <laughs> you know, he was all around the ball and just great in coverage. PQ, man, that shed that he had, you guys have been a lot more physical this year. I don't know if he added some muscle or what. But I feel as though he's just getting after people and getting off blocks better than ever. And with that speed of his, it's killer. So you got these guys, and I'm telling you, man, these these offenses aren't used to it. They're used to seeing coverage, too, but they're not used to these kind of linebackers that are cleaning up all around them or actually know what they're doing in coverage. And it's going to lead to mistakes, and it's going to lead to some big plays for the Ravens' defense. And it's undeniable that he's the leader, Roquan, of this team. I know like Lamar has been a little bit more vocal, but that's just not really who he is. He's not like, I don't know, a real rowdy guy. I never see. He's apparently kind of quiet and reserved. <laughs> Roquan's the opposite. Total dog. Like get the guy in front of a microphone. He's going to say something funny. You know, he's doing, he's doing more more appearances and stuff, uh, you know, in social media and stuff. I mean, the guy is just, he, I don't know. And I think because he's a linebacker, it's kind of he is kind of like almost the quarterback of the defense. You know, Marlowe's a, a, a character, <laughs> but Marlowe's like only targeted a couple game plays a game. You know, he's not always around the ball. Whereas you know, Roquan Green Dot communicator point everything out. I mean, I just feel like it's different. So when you have that like gravity from an inside linebacker, man, like it's so cool. I'm I'm so here for it. It's nostalgic, but it's also just good football. And I I love that he's going to be here for five years. I kind of regret not getting his jersey, even though I think zero is kind of dumb. Like it's growing on me, but like <laughs> I just think it should be a, a, a not a band number. <laughs> right, right. It's I mean it's funny you mentioned he's like rowdy. He's like he's not even rowdy too. It's just like I mean I guess you can maybe argue like Ray at some points was like a little rowdy, but like it there's an intensity there where you're like this guy like i mean he'll obviously you know he'll say some things but I, even in even his interviews man like you know i don't think he's ever like disrespectful or you know particularly rowdy he's just like he's gonna tell you how it is and like he says it with such authority i guess you're just <laughs> like yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah whatever you say real <laughs> like I mean, it, yeah, that is very, I mean, that's very comparable, I think, to, to Ray. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people I think are, are all about this. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I want to recreate that. Um, but I mean, he, I mean, he's definitely his own guy. Um, I think that's very clear, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, uh, the, the level that those guys are playing at, it's just undeniable. It's, it's so good right now. Well, the defense was really helped out in this game by, uh, the offense getting back on track. I mean, I think as we, talked about the first quarter the defense really kept the game in check for the Ravens to be able to um, figure out the offense get it churning but once Ravens got the offense churning then the defense was able to just you know go after the quarterback and have fun and when we're looking at the offense the first two people we have to talk about 
um, are the guys who we, we know are the real engine for this offense. And when they're clicking, they're on their best games. This offense is unstoppable. And that's, of course, number eight, Lamar Jackson, and the guy who's been his favorite target for his entire career, number 89, Mark Andrews. Um, both of them had their best game of the season to date, in my opinion. Lamar was hyper-efficient this game. He was able to run against a tough Browns defense. Mark Andrews, five catches on five targets, 80 yards, two touchdowns. And, man, that first touchdown he had, first off, Lamar's ball placement on that was incredible. <laughs> um, anyone, anyone saying the dude's still a running back, anyone saying he is a running back, because, I mean, he never was, but anyone who, s- who said that <laughs> in 2023 – First off, you were dumb back in 2020 and 2019, and for that matter. But like, you, you clearly don't watch anything at all <laughs> with regards to the Ravens. That was perfectly placed, and I mean, the, the timing of that by Andrews and where he found that in the back of the end zone, man. Those two, when they're healthy and they're in sync, they are better than every quarterback tight end tandem in this league. Then the only ones you could say could be any better would be Mahomes and Kelsey. Like they are incredible and man mark andrews against the browns where have we seen this before i'm surprised we didn't none of us said it in our bold predictions that he was going to go off i guess because it wasn't bold we know it it's the browns they can't cover him man but that was great to see it was great to see that performance from those guys particularly you know after last week i was talking about the recap i was like you know the ravens they needed to get mark andrews more involved in the second half of that game and they did it this week and it really paid off big well, Mark Andrews, he must be getting healthy because, <laughs> yeah, you're right. He has the best game of the season. And in a way, like, it, I don't know, man. It felt like the, one of the best performances since maybe the Colts game back in, in 21 where he kind of just, like, took over and you felt like he was just awesome. I, his, I thought of his elusiveness in the open field and maybe ability to make people miss and, like, drag people. You know, he did drag people last game, too, or maybe it was two games ago, whatever it was. But uh, it was just really powerful and of course the touchdowns were epic um that one high point play was just not nice you know (laughs) throw where only one guy can get it um very impressive and um it was uh, not only was managers really good but just the placement lamar had on some of these balls that wheel route to gordon was nuts just right in the bread basket um, I thought that his pass to Aguilar that wasn't a touchdown was like right on the money is basically right where he needed to be. Great pass. Um, I mean, he was, he was throwing dimes and what was it like 10 for 12 in the first quarter uh, or first half rather uh, remarkably efficient. And I just, uh, I'm really, really happy to see that development from Lamar. I think that he's starting to really get this offense. Uh, I don't think he didn't get it earlier on for what it's worth but like it just it's it seemed to click the three and outs at the beginning of the game were really frustrating and you're like man are you kidding me uh <laughs> are they not going to be able to get get going but luckily it's it felt like once they got their stride they they, they never let up and uh and then they were up by so much and realized that that offense was pretty pitiful that they were like all right well we can pump the brakes a little bit you know we don't need to you know unload the full playbook to to win at this point. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm so excited to see how this offense develops, but even without two of your top wide receivers, I felt like the passing concepts were incredibly reasonable. Um, you know, it was, it went back to the Lamar more efficiency game. You know, he didn't p- pass that much in this game, but he did pass a decent amount and everyone, you know, he spread the ball around a little bit. And um, 
I just also really appreciate seeing the running back so involved in the passing game. Uh, It just gives them another out. So I'm liking a lot what I'm seeing out of this passing game, and it's, of course, all led by number eight. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, Yeah, I mean, echoing kind of what you guys all said, uh, Lamar had a fantastic game. I thought his uh, ball placement was excellent. Um, Yeah, that that Andrews touchdown, the first one, I mean, just incredible. But, um, yeah, I think it it was really just kind of pronounced, too, of just it was really tough sledding early game. Uh, The Browns defense is playing really, really well. And I think, honestly, I mean, this is exactly what I want to see from a Monk in offense. Like, I know everybody is so you know, excited for all these receivers that are playing. But honestly, like, you know, I feel like this game kind of highlighted something for me and that, like, you have an all-pro tight end in in Andrews. And, I mean, this is a game where you really take advantage of him. And and we really don't have as many other players that can kind of replicate what he does. I feel like the big key was just that, you know, receivers sometimes, I mean, you know, we have guys that, you know, we don't have many guys who are proven at being able to get open consistently on press coverage. Like I know Zay is shifty and he can get off guys and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I know if we had Odell and he was healthy, like, yeah, he might be able to do some of that stuff. But even when everybody else is covered, like Andrews just finds a spot, just get him open, like just give him a two seconds and he'll, he'll get it and he'll get the first down for you. I, I thought it was really obvious early of just like, you know, the offense was struggling a little bit. Guys couldn't get open. They couldn't like push the ball downfield. The, you know, the Browns were just stuffing up everything, making tackles really quickly. And Andrews was in blocking. And I'm just like, just let him go. Just like, let him get on a pass route. And then he did. And he like <laughs> converted it into a first down. I'm like, that's what you need. Like, this is literally what you need when the defense is going to play like this. You just have to get, find guys who know how to get open and who are reliable to catch a football. You have an all pro in Andrews to be able to do that. And honestly, like moving forward, like I know, like obviously I'm excited for Bateman and Odell to come back and be healthy and all that stuff. But I think the best version of this Monk and offense, like you don't need all of those guys to necessarily make plays. Like I know that we want to have, you know, all of them, you know, be super successful in the season. I want that too. But just for this offense to be successful, you need a receiver too, to be able to make those plays downfield. You need a guy's reliable, uh, to be, like Andrews, to be able to make those, you know, third downs, you know, third and longs, um, you know, and you need the running backs to play. And, you know, I think we had a really good balance of, of that all day. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the best thing you can say about a, the performance like this um, is that you had, even though Andrews, I think, was the star of this game, everyone else contributed in some way. Um, Zay, this wasn't his biggest day statistically, but he had an, an excellent pass, uh, an excellent reception um, in in the, the second quarter, I believe it was, or, or maybe it was the third, um, where Lamar was, was back in the pocket for a bit, had to scramble out of some pressure, go over to his right, and, and just hit Zay on a deep post, and um, excellent footwork to stay in bounds. I mean, he had plenty of room with the way he, he skitter-tapped that in, but... I think that was a great job by Zay showing really veteran savvy to um, continue to work and get open for your quarterback while the play broke down and there's extra time. Um, We saw Melvin Gordon, like Alec was saying, running backs getting catches out of the backfield. Um, Gordon, you know, a guy that we're we're still not sure if we're really, you know, that confident with him out there, but still he had a big run today. Granted, I think that was more the hole that the guards opened up for him, you know, on that double pull rather than 
what what Gordon did. But still, you know, he hit the hole and, and he hit ran hard. So credit to him there. The catch was good. Gus Edwards had his first receptions um, since the playoff game against the Bills. Um, even Pat Ricard got in on the action. Pat Ricard uh, yeah. bailed Lamar out, had like a nice seven-yard gain. He's still in the, this offense. Um, and then I, I think the, the biggest thing to say about this, the biggest takeaway we can get, is that Lamar had a great day. And like, like Alex said when we, we first brought this up, it could have been even bigger. Aguilar catches that touchdown. Um, the Ravens decide to keep their foot on the gas. He's gonna. His numbers are gonna be even bigger. So, um, great to see this. And like again, like we're saying, this is really good defense. And we didn't have Odell. We didn't have Bateman. Hopefully, those guys can still contribute later on this year. Because I think the more offensive weapons you have, the better. Even if not everyone is is being used every game, the more guys you can throw at a defense, and they have to guess. Okay, is this is this Odell's week? Is this Andrew's week? Is this Bateman or Zay's week? You know. Different matchups is gonna are going to showcase different guys. Ideally, you know, if they're all healthy, we're not there yet. But I think down the road, um, if we can get everyone healthy, that could really be a headache for defensive coordinators to figure out which of these guys, all of which can ball, you know, which of these guys are going to be the focal point for the game plan that week. Agreed. And Zay, man, he had almost every snap in this game. Even when they started putting out the replacements, he only missed one snap. And uh, I tell you, I think that first game, man, where we force fed him, uh, defenses are paying attention. Every time we motion him, he's like our number one motion man. They're always looking at him, and uh, they thought it was going his way when Lamar just jogged into the, <laughs> the end zone. He didn't even have to run. Yeah, there was no one. There was a huge chasm. And uh, I, I, I love that effect that he's having. Everyone knows uh, to pay attention to Mark Andrews, and now everyone knows you know, Zay is a, a huge threat as well. And like you said, you know, that's not even including two guys that we know can also be huge threats. And I think they will have their day eventually in this offense. Uh, one thing I want to talk about though, was the running backs and the offensive line. Um, this offensive line, man, is, is really my number one concern. Obviously they have really good, um, pass rushers. So you're not that surprised that they, they had opportunities there, but I feel like even the guys we thought would be good, mainly Zeitler, like aren't playing that well. <laughs> And you're like, uh-oh, that's not good. And then, of course, um, we don't know when Stanley is going to be back, hopefully soon. Um, we don't know what's going on with Moses. He might be done. Uh, so McCarry might have to stick around anyways, even if Stanley comes back. And uh, Falele, like, man, I know it was a tough, it was a tough ask, but he, he struggled in this game as well. I really worry about this. Obviously, we were able to overcome in this situation. It's interesting what they do to the offense when they start realizing they can't reliably block in the running game and the passing game where actually I think that's when we saw more of the running back screens and more of the um okay make sure Ricard's there you know <laughs> as an outlet as well um you know you lose a lot of explosiveness when you have that problem so I hope that we're able to resolve it uh that being said though they they, they had answers and they were able to keep keep it moving um from a running back perspective, I was really glad to see what I out of Hill. A huge run was taken back because of penalty, but every time he touched the ball, he was extremely explosive. Uh, he definitely seemed like he was on a pitch count. He didn't carry it much, but when he did touch the ball, I thought he looked really good, and I'm excited to see what we can do with him, Keem Mitchell, and Gus. Uh, you know, God willing, they're all healthy at the same time. I think that could be a really good combo, keep everyone fresh, and um, and and you know, keep us on track as an offense 
Yeah, offensive line definitely bears watching. I I agree. It's been it's been a real mixed bag these first four games outside of the game against Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati that game went stellar for the entire offensive line, and then the rest of these games, I think it's been a mixed bag. Um, what I will say, you know, I, we've seen this before with Ravens teams. I think particularly, you know, mid twenty tens, there were a lot of years where. Early on, the offensive line looked like a bit of a mess, and then as the season went on, things really solidified, and maybe it wasn't always pretty, but you know the Ravens were able to get something together enough uh, to you know, be able to have the offense thrive down the stretch, and because of that, I, I have faith they'll figure it out, but I mean, injuries certainly aren't helping, uh, new, having to put, throw in new guys who maybe quite aren't ready for that role yet uh, is, is hurting a little bit too, so... We'll see. I agree that it needs to get better. I think the coaches will would agree. I think the players would agree. So, um, you know, this this organization really prides itself on having strong offensive line play. So I I think it bears watching, but I, I think they'll figure it out. Um and yeah, I mean, running backs, of course, I I agree. Um there's potential there. There's definitely potential, but we still want to see a, a little more from that group. Yeah, I feel like um as far as offensive line, yeah, I feel like the biggest ceiling right now, I guess it's kind of hard to say too, just because like the receiver is not being healthy, but um, I feel like the, the biggest limit is just being able to take those explosive plays downfield without, you know, trying to get creative, like moving the pocket and stuff like that. I mean, obviously Lamar can escape the pocket and buy some more times with his legs, but um, I feel like that's kind of the biggest issue right now. But, um, but even like, even then, man, like, there were some really good scheme run plays. Like um, I, I'm thinking of like that one, uh, the one run play for uh, Lamar's first touchdown. Um, I thought it was like an excellent scheme play and it was just blocked really, really well. So yeah, I think there are some issues in pass protection, but I mean, even from like a, a run blocking perspective, like, I mean, I think that they're getting it done. Um, I, I think I, I, I will say Alec, I think to your point with just like health concerns, like, yeah, I mean, obviously Stanley still still a question mark. It it kind of <laughs> I feel like we said this last year. It's kind of a broken record that like you know we we still kind of have to talk about this. But yes, like we we want him back. Uh, Moses is a little bit of a concern, but uh, the good news that you know Linderbaum did come back. Um, I thought he looked okay. Um, so you know as long as like you know whatever injuries we have for these guys, like it, it, it's only a couple of games or something. I think we can figure it out. But um, but yeah, it's something worth monitoring uh, moving forward. I am actually a little bit curious though. Um, as far as I remember, I thought Cam Cam Hayward, I believe, was hurt for the Steelers. I know I I don't want to go too far ahead, but um, as far as next week, I, I think it may just be like uh, the outside linebackers for the Steelers that we maybe really have to worry about. Maybe the interior may not be uh, so hard to so hard to deal with. But um, I'm sure we'll get more to that at the Steelers episode for sure. Well, do we want to talk about some MVPs? I think we do. I feel like we have so many to choose from. It's incredible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, does anyone, anyone want to go first? I guess I'll just jump in then. Uh, the, there's a really obvious one, I think, um, and I'm going to go with uh, number 89 on the offense. Mark Andrews uh, looked as healthy as he's had all year. Two touchdowns, uh, excellent exactly what we needed for the offense from the receiving standpoint with Odell and Bateman out. Uh, so I'm going to give it to, to Andrews this week. That's a great one. I was going to, I was going to say him if nobody else did. Um, I feel, I, I feel like I helped a little bit. I finally wore my Jersey. <laughs> Didn't have to like, I had like a couple minutes 
you know, between baby duty. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like get ready. And, uh, <laughs> it was good. Some good juju. So, um, happy about that. Uh, I think I'll give mine to Millette, man. I, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if it was like the biggest play of the game or anything, but I was just, I was really impressed, man. Um, really solid tackler. Again, that, that's that tip ball, uh, to have Stevens be able to get the interception was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch more of him. Tagley is so improved this year for the Ravens after years of complaining about it. I think they really have figured that one out. And uh, mine's going to go to another guy who's good at tackling, Brandon Stevens, with one of his best games. Not only did he get his first interception, but he is the num- he was number one in snaps uh, outside of uh, the two safeties, Stone and, and Hamilton. He's the only other person that had 100% of snaps. Now, obviously, that was partially because of put in the B team at the end there and <laughs> how funny that was. It basically looked like a preseason game the last drive, but um, the guy, the guy just plays so well at this point and he's probably been the biggest um, level jumper that this team's seen. I think, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I'd stand by that. The biggest level jumper <laughs> from last year to this year that, you know, concurrent with the team, this guy has just been playing completely out of control and uh, I, I hope it continues. So with that, I'm going to wrap up the show. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on YouTube. I'm going to bring that up again because this one might have video component. <laughs> so check that out if you're into that kind of thing. And then, of course, on Twitter and uh, threads on WinningPod everywhere. Very consistent. You can email us onewinningpod at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to talk about this Steelers game, which is super uh, important. And hopefully we get another win, setting us up for... Uh, a perfect record on the road in the division. How lovely would that be? Go Ravens.